Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit BiteRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, I have a returning guest, very special guest, Dr. Bernard Eitman. Uh, we will be talking about his new book, Meaningful Coincidences, How and Why Synchronicity and Serendipity Happen. Each of us has more to do with creating coincidences than we think. In this broad exploration of the potential of coincidences and our understanding of reality, psychiatrist Bernard Bateman, MD, explores why and how coincidences, synchronicity, and serendipity happen and how to use these common occurrences to inspire psychological, interpersonal, and spiritual growth. Dr. Bideman is founding director of the Coincidence Project, which has encourages people to tell each other their coincidence stories. His book, Meaningful Coincidences, How and Why Serendipity and Synchronicity Happen, comprehensively describes their wide range of uses and explanations. The book serves as a personal guide to using synchronicity and serendipity. For more information, you can visit his website, which is coinsider.com. That's C-O-I-N-C-I-D-E-R.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Bernie to the show. Good day, sir. Thanks for joining me today. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here with you, Robert. Well, I looked it up, and we're just shy of six years ago that we spoke, Um, and that was regarding connecting with coincidence. So it has been a very long time. So I'm glad to have you back. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, that was a great conversation we had the last time. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. I agree. And I follow you on on Facebook, so I'm always – you know, reading reading what you what you post and the, the different kinds of um, your blog posts. Uh, but anyway, so I, I, I enjoy following your your journey. So let's talk about um, this book, okay? Um, what why this book? Meaningful coincidences, and, and now and and how does it differ from the connecting with coincidence book? The Connecting with Coincidence book is primarily stories about coincidences, serendipity and synchronicity, and mostly about stories, uh, with some ideas about explanation, with some ideas about interpretation. And it's important to recognize that we are meaning-seeking creatures. We seek meaning in our events. And coincidences have two kinds of meaning. One is usefulness, and the other is what makes them happen. What, what, are their, what are the explanations? The first book was more to describe what happens, how many different kinds 
of coincidences there are. Uh, without trying to systematize them, without trying to organize them, except by the kinds of things that we organize our days with, like relationships and jobs and spiritual activities and sickness and health. This book is the current book, Meaningful Coincidences, is a, a culmination of many years of work I would say beginning when I was uh, nine, when I had my first meaningful coincidence, and then through a lot of research, some papers on weird coincidences, I developed coincidence survey, which people can go to my website. Uh, thank you for mentioning it, coincider.com. Uh, you can also put my name in the search engine, and you'll come up with my not only my website, but my podcast and my uh, and my Psychology Today blog. And since you and I last talked, uh, I've started a Psychology Today blog that's had now almost a million visitors. And through all the podcasts that I've had um, over the year, over the years since we talked, uh, I've learned a lot more about meaningful coincidences by talking to more people reading more, and creating the Coincidence Project, which is intended to help people tell each other coincidence stories. So what I've learned since the last time, Robert, is a lot about the field of meaningful coincidences. So this book is an overview, a kind of uh, introduction to what I hope will be a new field of endeavor and perhaps academic study of coincidences. It would be, you could think, almost like uh, the, the, the first book of a survey course on meaningful coincidences. But you don't have to go to school for that. If you want to have a grand overview of all the aspects that are relevant to meaningful coincidences, this book is for you. Yeah, it is. I mean, you start from the very basic in the beginning, the, the anatomy of a coincidence, and, and you take that all the way through, um, you know, uh, different types of, um, uh, you know, approaches, and um, you, know, you even have, you know, at the very end, you have uh, like personal kinds of things that people do to incorporate coincidence in, into their lives. So. Um, okay, so that's why now. Now, meaningful coincidence. Now, for, for listeners who may not have heard our show six years ago, or maybe just want a refresher, um, would you uh, take a, a moment to explain um, your understanding of what, what coincidences are? Uh, for example, in, in the beginning of your book, you talk about the anatomy of a coincidence and, and the different aspects to it. So would you mind sharing just uh, your perspective? of you know, what they are? Sure. Thank you very much for asking that question because it's essential that we at least attempt to try to define what we mean by the words we use because there's so many different ways people use the word coincidence, for example. The, the definition I work with, uh, and it keeps changing a bit, is, is not just coincidence, but a meaningful coincidence. And the reason 
to use the adjective meaningful is because you can put several different kinds of adjectives in front of the word coincidence. The word coincidence is a kind of ambivalent word. It can mean two different, very different things. It can be meaningful, and that's the, that's the adjective I use, or useful, or it could be just or merely a coincidence. Just a coincidence usually means that it just doesn't matter. It doesn't really mean anything. It's just something that happens randomly. A meaningful coincidence, on the other hand, is the coming together of two or more events in a surprising, unexpected, and improbable way that seems to have significance to the person experiencing it, either in the moment or in retrospect, and may seem to have a possible explanation. So the two elements here, again, are it's surprising and unexpected and has two different meanings, potentially, what it can mean to me now or in the future, and how do I explain it. Now, I use the word coincidence because it covers... I was just going to say, you know, the just a coincidence and the meaningful coincidence. I, I, when I was reading the book, you talk about how um, a coincidence, the timing, timeliness of a coincidence, and, and you said even maybe in retrospect, you know, as far as meaningful. So can one experience what is, may appear to be just a coincidence, yet years later than it, after something else happens, then it shifts to meaningful. Oh, yeah. That, that happens quite okay. commonly, and, and it happens quite commonly. And there is an example right away in the, in the book of, a, uh, of an ex in which one thing happened, which, which was very important to one person to have his life saved. Somebody came along and put a tourniquet on him that saved his life. And then years later, uh, the roles got reversed. The first guy had needed the tourniquet, and the second guy put a tourniquet on him. The first guy was, in each case, one of the pair was bleeding, and years later, the other of the pair was bleeding, and then the, one of them put the tourniquet on and saved the life of the other. And that was years later, and the coincidence between the two guys was only ev evident years later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was, you know, because I've, when I've experienced them, I, I, I fall in the category of, I think, you know, most people, when it happens and I'm aware of it, I immediately try to find some significance, you know, meaning, meaning to it. Um, and, and, you know, there are many times that it's just kind of blank, you know, but, but nonetheless, it seems to register. Well, that's, uh, that's important. To, to mention that, Robert, um, that that we can try to find meaning in the moment, which most people do try to do, but sometimes uh, you find the, the meaning uh, years later. Uh, that's why I encourage you and other people to write down their coincidences because they're very much like dreams. Uh, they're easy to forget. And if you don't write them down, uh, you're not going to, you're most likely not going to remember them, but sometimes a couple of weeks or maybe a year later, something happens that seems to 
on that original instance, instance that the, tells you more about the first coincidence. Yeah, so now what would, what would some common kinds of meaningful coincidences be? As I mentioned, I, I put together the weird coincidence survey, uh, which was uh, an attempt for me to just answer a simple question is how common are they? Because I, I didn't know. And I was a researcher. Uh, I was in a psychiatry department. And I had plenty of experience doing clinical research. I, I had about 40 papers published on the subject of chest pain, chest pain, cardiology, chest pain, and panic disorder because a lot of people with chest pain have panic attacks, but don't have heart disease. And I was one of the first people to enter this field and probably have the most papers on this subject of chest pain and panic disorder. Unexplained chest pain is a better name for it until you come, come to panic disorder. So that helped me understand how to do research. And so I put together with the help of some research assistants the weird coincidence survey. And these things aren't as easy to put together as you might think. A lot of people just put down a lot of coincidence, for example, and send it out to a bunch of people and say, how often does this happen? But that's not good enough. You have to go over the literature and do your own experiences and try to put together in a statistically coherent way a list of meaningful coincidences, which is what we did. And so we surveyed about a 1,000 people at the University of Missouri in Columbia, Missouri, and asked them to rate how the frequency of what we found to be common coincidences. And out of the 10 common coincidences that our survey had, uh, the four that were most common were that, that hearing, having a question and answer it, having it answered um, by the Internet, some external source like the Internet, the radio, TV, or even other people before you can ask it. So you don't ask the question, and somehow you get the answer. It could be something you're reading in a book. Recently, I was wondering about octagonal wire rim glasses, for example. I had a pair when I was I lived in San Francisco in the late 60s, early 70s, and I wanted to get some wire rim glasses again, and then I'm reading in a book about that era, and they mentioned octagonal wire rim glasses. So it confirmed that it wasn't just me that had those. It was part of the era. And so I had a question, and the book I was reading helped answer it. Sometimes it's you think of an idea and hear or see it on the radio or TV or Internet, or somebody else says it. Uh, and these are two common ones. Uh, and probably the most common ones is I think of someone only to have that person unexpectedly contact me by phone or by email or text. The one that is most practical of the top four uh, that is more like serendipity that works in your favor, I advance in my work or career or education by somehow being in the right place at the right time. Okay. 
So that's what serendipity is, just the idea of right place, right time? Serendipity, that's a subset of serendipity. Serendipity is finding, is, 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 is uh, happy accidents. Finding something that you need without knowing how you, you found it. You did something unexpectedly. You may have taken a wrong turn and then you find the, a house you wanted to rent that if you hadn't taken that turn, you wouldn't have found it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that one is, you said, this, I mean, that's the most popular, the, the uh, well, the, the sink and the contact is the most popular one you would see. The, um, the, and then the, the think, thinking of a question and, um, and having it, okay. uh, and thinking of an idea and hearing it on the radio, uh, is like, uh, one of them. Um, and, uh, thinking of a question and having it unexpectedly answered is another one. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, any, any other, now, the one about having the question, I, one of the things that happened to me very often is when I'm, I'll be sitting with my laptop typing something and have just the, like, television on in the background, but, I mean, it's almost simultaneously, I'll be typing a word that will be said on the TV. I mean, you know, I mean, it, and it, I don't know what, you know, and it's not that, you know, I'm trying to align with what the, the background noise is, but I mean, it happens enough that I take notice of that a lot. If it's a, if it's a, a simple word like run, and you hear it uh, in the background, that's um, a more highly probable um, coincidence than if it's a word like uh, um, uh, estab like establishment, which is less common, or, or a word like uh, genealogy, which is less common yet. Okay, yeah, I have to pay attention to um the commonality of the word. Uh, it usually just catches me off guard because of it being the timeliness of it, the fact that it's almost simultaneously happening, you know, in, in that sense. Um, Very good. I'm glad you bring that up, Robert, because uh, it, it's the simultaneity that uh, probably is the defining characteristics of most coincidences. However, they're not all simultaneously, but those are the most common ones. When Jung defined the word synchronicity, he meant it to be, uh, in German, uh, falling together in time, which meant just what you're talking about, that things happen around the same time. Okay. Um, and then another type of coincidence you have in the book that you talk about, Seriality. Um, yeah. Can you explain what seriality is? Yes. Um, before I get to that, uh, okay. I, I'm glad you bring up. I'm glad you bring up the simul, simultaneity idea, because what intrigues me about uh, statisticians uh, who call it all random is they do not take it to all these coincidences are random or or just they're going to happen because they happen, but they don't take into consideration 
the timeliness of them, that when they happen around the same time, that always seems to reduce the probability to me. But when they think about it, the statisticians who are insisting on randomness, they don't take the simultaneity into consideration. And I find that uh, quite amazing um, that they don't do that, but it should be. And so your point there is very important. It's the timeliness, the simultaneity makes the probability lower. So thank you for bringing that up. Well, I would think with yeah, I would think with the, um, the quantum perspective of non-locality of things just you know distant happening event that that would kind of cause them to pause and maybe to include that um, into, into the equation. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a lot of things like that, Robert, that I would think statisticians might take into consideration. But once you have a fixed belief about something, as we know from the idea of the current, uh, about the past election of 2022, some people are convinced that that election was stolen, and they may be some of our listeners, and there are no, there's no way to change anyone's mind about that or to change anybody's mind about randomness because the evidence doesn't matter. It's the belief that's most important. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So, uh, seri seriality? Um, seriality. Can, yeah. Can you explain that to, to us? Well, I, I think I'd like to mention that uh, I define four different uh, um, groups of uh, meaningful coincidences, and, and that's in the, the, the third chapter of my of my book, or the second chapter of my book, uh, which is dedicated to types of coincidences. And these all fall under meaningful coincidences, and they're synchronicity, serendipity, seriality, and simulpathity, which uh, is an important, important example of what you were talking about in regards to simultaneity. But in, in simulpathity, um, the, a, one person experiences the pain or emotions of a loved one who is at a distance. In other words, the person we're talking about feels the pain of a loved one who is in someplace else. And then it's confirmed later that the, uh, the a loved one did have the experience that the person who's feeling it now has just had. And one wonderful example is with twins. And twins are are landmines for simulpathy. Uh, one twin gets slugged in the eye at age four at a um, playground a couple of miles away. And at the same time, the twin who's at home has a black eye also. That's feeling the pain in your own body. Uh, and that that particular story is documented and, and a TV documentary, and they have photographs of both kids in that picture. And this this happens regularly. It's happened to me. So this is a form of uh, meaningful coincidences that uh, involve two people feeling the same pain at at a distance. When you think yeah. about yeah, that's what I didn't say, but the 
simultaneity is a word that you coined. So I wanted to you know point that out to the listeners. And you had a you know an interesting story um, about your personal experience with it with your father. Um, can can yeah. you share that? Because yeah. uh, I think that's a good example as well. Yes, yes, that's what got me started on the concept. I uh, I was uh, about to be uh, about to enter my 31st birthday. It was going to be the next day. It was February 26, um, 1973, and I was in a house in San Francisco, uh, standing at a sink about 11 p.m. San Francisco time. And while I was standing at that sink, I was choking uncontrollably. It seemed like there was something in my throat, and I couldn't get it out, and I couldn't get it out, and I couldn't get it out. And finally, the choking stopped, and I went to bed. The next day, my brother called me and told me that our father had died at 2 a.m. Wilmington, Delaware time, which was the same time I was choking on the West Coast. And he was, he died choking on his own blood. Hmm. Well, that got my attention. Uh, and I wondered if other people had that experience. And my attention was increased by the fact that 2 a.m. in Wilmington, Delaware was February 27th in Wilmington, Delaware, which was my 31st birthday. I came away with that saying, remember Carl Beitman, remember your father. And it is through telling this story that I am honoring him and remembering him. Yeah, very much so. And, you know, and I think it's, um, you know, you explain that it's a, a common, not common, I mean, it, it, it's one of those experiences that many people have, um, but now that you've kind of put a frame around it, you know, as far as coining the, the phrase, be, I think it's easier then for people to explain, you know, to tell their stories, um, you know, and, and I would think that uh, part of the um, process of, of incorporating coincidences into your life is telling people about it, right, rather than just keeping them to yourself? It's essential to tell each other about, it, about them, and that's what the Coincidence Project is hoping to urge people to do, is to do what I'm doing is telling my stories, and hopefully um, you sometime before we end, Robert, will tell one of your stories. Okay. Yeah, I, I will kind of uh, prove that during the break, since actually we're about halfway through the show. So I'm going to take that quick 90-second break. Um, and then when we come back, um, we, we will talk about mine in a little bit. Um, but uh, when we come back, you know, one of the things that, people, when it comes to coincidences and explaining them, you know, people, many people will go to the God or the universe, you know, as, uh, as the explanation behind it. And then there are those who will go into that more of the probability and chance, the, you know, the, that more scientific approach. So when we come back from break, I'd like to talk about 
um, just about that uh, that range of perceptions, you know, and then maybe you can kind of give us a uh, kind of a high-level view of, of what you where you feel these fall into the picture, okay? I'd, I'd be delighted. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us, and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5x7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Dr. Bernard Beitman, and we are talking about his new book, Meaningful Coincidences, How and Why Synchronicity and Serendipity Happen. And, again, you can find out more about his work by visiting the website, coinsider.com, and that's C-O-I-N-C-I-D-E-R.com. Okay, with that, we're back, Bernie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so now the the explanation, the, the reasoning behind coincidences, their serendipity, um, God, universe, or probability and chance. So, give us kind of a your idea. I mean, is this a this like a sliding scale where people could fall in between somewhere? You were going to think about your own uh, coincidence, and we oh. could, if you do have if you do have one, we could apply some of that thinking to your story. Okay, um, God, no, I, I haven't been able to to remember one quite often right right now. Um, the I'm, I'm drawing the blank, um, but let me. Well, that's okay. That's okay. I can I can answer your question. I can I can uh, okay, yeah. I can um, I can I can present a story which. I think it's useful to be able to do it instead of just talking generally about it. Um, but I, I, I will start generally. Uh, the, the two most common explanations for coincidences are, as you mentioned, Robert, they are God or mystery or universe uh, on the one end, and on the other hand, um, it's random or chance. Random chance, God, universe are the two. The, the people, some people are hold very firmly to each belief about all coincidences. That on the one hand, uh, 
the people who believe in it's all ra- it's all random refer to uh, a false theory, a false law. I mean, a false law called um, uh, the law of truly large numbers, or the law of very large numbers. By that they mean in any large population, weird things have to happen. And one of their favorite phrases, which is kind of catchy, is if there isn't a weird coincidence happening, there's something wrong, which is in a way right. Uh, This is a fertile field, uh, all the stuff that's happening among and between people and our environment, that's some weird stuff has to happen. So there's some truth to that, which means that there is a probability of any coincidence happening. There is a probability of any coincidence happening. If it happened, it has to have a probability. We may not be able to define that probability. So there's there's, there's something correct about not the law of large numbers as much as that there is a probability to each coincidence. However, I've spoken to one psychiatrist, uh, interviewed him on my podcast, and I've never talked with somebody who so firmly believes that our universe is random. By that he means there is absolutely no meaning to be found. Any meaning yeah. that we make out of it is our own projections. And we can do it as much as we want. It makes us feel good, according to him. But there is no meaning in the world around us. Now, that's a pretty desolate view of reality. It takes the, it takes the spiritual and the, the aesthetic almost out of just living. Because it feels like there's something else going on around. Uh, but we don't know what it is. And we're trying to understand it. And I'm trying to use coincidences to be able to understand it. But that is one view. And one statistician uh, in Cambridge University in England told me uh, when I was interviewing him that trying to find explanations for coincidences is bad for your mental health. Hmm. Really? I'm, I'm a psychiatrist. I thought I know something about what's good for your mental health. But, but apparently, he, apparently, he apparently he knows better. Uh, Would he suggesting that anything, any kind of meaning that you you attach to it is just made up in your head to make you feel any better? Explanation, any explanation you give it is made up. Okay. Uh-huh. It doesn't, okay. It doesn't, remember, there are two types of meaning here in the coincidence. Mm-hmm. One is explanation. The other is usefulness. Right. So they're not saying that some of these aren't useful because they are, and they recognize that. But there's no meaning in them, meaning there's no explanation for them. That's what they're trying to say, except Mm -hmm. random. When you look at a definition of coincidence, what you find is that if there is an explanation for the coincidence, it is no longer a coincidence because the word coincidence implies there might be a, an explanation, but we don't know if there is or not. Once you have an explanation like random or God as well, then the phrase there are no coincidences is true. 
because this is cause. We understand the cause. Therefore, you know, it's no coincidence. God caused it or random caused it. Well, that's an interesting perspective. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, um, I can, I can see the logic, you know, of the, of the I guess it's maybe deductive reasoning that, you know, that if you understand what's behind it, then there's, there, there's a reason and therefore it's, it's not a coincidence because there's a reason for it. But, um, you know, so, and like example. you say, let me give you an example that might uh, clarify this for you um, okay. and for our listeners. Uh, for many, many, many centuries, uh, human beings have observed that, that thunder follows Pardon me? Hello, Bernie. Pardon me? I don't seem to have you there, Bernie. I'm still here. Hold on, let me, let me try and put you in the... Uh... I can hear you. I can hear oh, okay. you. Okay, great. I got you back now. Sorry, I just I just lost you there for a second. Yeah, I was saying that for trying to explain uh, the problem of the coincidence having an explanation makes the, it no longer a coincidence. Uh, and right. I was trying to suggest to use the example of lightning and thunder. For many oh, generations mm-hmm. of human beings, thunder followed lightning, and they they observed that. But they made up different yeah. reasons why thunder and lightning were connected. There was a coincidence between the two of them. They occurred together very regularly. Sometimes it was uh, some god throwing lightning bolts that somehow made a sound. <laughs> but they didn't know how it worked, and they made up all kinds of possibilities. But more recently in human history, we've understood that lightning heats up a cylinder of air around it, which rapidly expands and then contracts. And as you know, contraction and expansion of air is what makes sound, so that creates thunder, and the thunder therefore follows the lightning from after heating up the air, so it wasn't just a coincidence that you could you didn't you couldn't explain. It now became a coincidence that had an explanation. So it was no longer just a coincidence that thunder followed lightning. Yeah. Okay. Now, in that example, wouldn't those uh, ancient views, you know, um, what they made up? To them, it, there was an answer. You know, they, they created an answer, um, a, a framework for, you know, what was happening. Even though it's, you know, after learning about, you know, the science behind it, we see that it, it, that's not the case. But for them at the time, it was an explanation. So would that have been considered, you know, a coincidence. I mean, you know, because they they did have a framework. You're you're following you're following my thinking correctly. Yes. Once they had an answer, it was no longer a coincidence. Right. But, but and, others would uh, come along. Maybe maybe there wasn't a god that was doing it. Oh yeah. Now, wouldn't 
the idea of probability kind of come into play because when there, you know, when it comes to lightning and thunder, you know, there there's a very high probability, not 100%, but there's a probability that if you see lightning bolt, that, you know, within a short period of time, you're going to hear the thunder. Um, so that then makes it, um, you know, just a, a very understandable occurrence. So then um, does does the idea of a circumstance, something happening that has like a very low probability or, or you know, that, um, that is like so unusual that that then kind of moves it into the coincidence or serendipity, you know, any of the different types of coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the uh, less probable or the lower probability there is of a coincidence mm -hmm. uh, happening, then the more interesting it becomes and the more interesting it becomes to understand it. Just take the take a guy uh, also described in my book that was hit by lightning nine times and survived. <laughs> you asked earlier about a serial coincidence. That's a serial coincidence in that it was observable by other people. A serial coincidence is, is one that can be observed by other people. Most coincidences or many other coincidences like the one with my father are more my, my mind, my inner experience can matches his uh, his observed experience bleeding into his throat or other coincidences where I think of something and then I see it or your example of writing something and then you see it on the TV screen it's in your mind but then it comes out on your paper but it starts in your mind and then you see it on the TV screen that's the in between a regular mind thing or object coincidence and uh, subject object object coincidence um, but the seriality ones of this guy hitting, getting hit by lightning are clearly observable by other people. And how did that happen? It's a low probability thing for not only to get hit by lightning, but also to get to survive that many times. <laughs> yeah. So you wonder what happened? How did he survive? No, uh, yeah. But, yeah, that, I mean, the, the, that's one of those things where you sit back and say, okay, what are the odds of this happening, you know, in everyday life, you know? And, and then it's when you get into those astronomical kinds of one in, a, you know, a billion chance that that would happen, that, that um, that's when I think people, you know, tend to sit up and take notice. Um, one of the things that was that in your book that like, surprised me, and I, I wanted to take a few minutes to talk about it, is that, first of all, many people think that synchronicities and serendipities are always positive and beneficial and helpful. And, and you make the point that some of them aren't so great. So, um, and one of the, it was in the book, I think you were talking about um, uh, when, um, doing interviews with the people that when they came to describe coincidences that many times the description would be negative. Um, and I was surprised at that, that, that people would describe coincidences 
negatively. Negatively. So, can you tell us a little bit about the idea of, you know, you know, are they positive and beneficial and helpful, uh, or um, on the opposite, or is it simply our perception, how we choose to perceive it, that makes it so? Why is that uh, bringing this, uh, this good question to your mind, uh, that there might be ones that aren't so wonderful? What makes you uh, wonder about that, Robert? Well, um, you know, that, I mean, one of the things that I think happens often, you know, one of, I would just say that I make people are when, when, when I'm stressed or when I'm trying to figure out something and, and just having them a heck of a time. Um, those are the times that, you know, uh, not any time, but those are the times that synchronicities or coincidences or, or insight happen. So my thought is, is that, you know, the people during times of stress, people are um, are maybe more aware um, of what's going on around them and maybe can pay attention to the, you know, the coincidence. But nonetheless, there was a stressful situation that started it. So maybe that's where the negative perception kicks in. I'm sorry, I don't understand because what I find is that – go ahead. Mm -hmm. no, 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 go ahead. So what, what, do you, what I don't understand is that uh, what I what you're saying. What I don't understand is that one of the uh, three elements that uh, seems to contribute to increasing coincidences is stressful life events. And somehow you're saying the stressful life event makes the coincidence uh, negative. Is that did I understand you correctly? No, no. What I'm, what, what I was saying, what I meant to say was that um, people, like you say, stressful situations can uh, lead to an increase in, in coincidental kinds of um, occurrences. So my my question was is that um, yet you know the the answer may be beneficial um may be useful um it may be make you take notice of, of what's happening but the uh the impetus for it was stress you know or was worry or you know some of the challenging emotions that we go through that you know i'm actually i'm trying to figure out how we can have listeners and we can um, use those stressful times and you know increased awareness of coincidences to our benefit because I mean I think a lot of people would like to be able to um, transform that worry through that coincidence to something positive. So, so I guess the question is, is that you know you, you mentioned that you know stress is one of the contributors for for increased awareness of coincidences. Um, yes. What are yeah. some of the other? What are some of the other factors that would help with raising awareness on, on coincidences? 
Um, it's you're absolutely correct, Robert, by saying that under stress, um, people are going to observe their environment more. They're looking for help, looking for some kind of right. help there. Uh, so stress, um, too much stress can can stop people from doing that, but stress can um, make people look, and that's right. And you don't have to have a stressful environment to look, and that's part of what I'm trying to suggest is that yeah. they're happening to people pretty regularly, um, not all the time. Sometimes there's more of them and sometimes there are fewer of them. But if you look around and you think they might be useful, that helps to see them. And stress can increase that likelihood. Um, but the stress, is, it's more than just that with stress. There are other emotions that, uh, other aspects that increase coincidences and that our listeners might uh, be alert to times in which they are being stressed. And the, one of the biggest stressors is the death of a spouse. Um, on a rating scale of stressors, it's 100%. And um, one of the lowest ones is going on a vacation. That's about uh, 15 out of 100. But in each case, you're transiting from one um, stable situation to an unstable situation, and it's instability. And it's in the instability that the likelihood of meaningful coincidences occurs. It's not just that you see them. There's something else going on that seems to increase their likelihood under stressful circumstances. In addition, okay. Well, go ahead, please. Well, I was going to say with that, you know, in that stressful situation, you know, you are looking for answers. You're, you're looking for. So, I mean, it's that being receptive to to them um, is, you know, I would think you know, it would be the uh, one of the key elements as well. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, with oh gosh, we're kind of getting down towards so, but I'm going to spend some time on your coincidence project. Um, uh, you, you started it um, since we spoke last, and you mentioned it a couple of times on, that people can join the coincidence project. So, tell us tell us about about the project. Oh, thank you for asking. Um, the coincidence project. Uh, has as its vision to illuminate the invisible currents that connect and unite us. The story of my father and me demonstrated the invisible currents that connected my father and me. The story of the one twin having a black eye and the other one having a guy around the same time demonstrates the invisible currents between those people. We are connected to each other much more than we think, and meaningful coincidences help illuminate that, those connections. We're actually, I, we are really actually in a web of interconnectedness. We are not islands unto ourselves, and the Internet has shown us that very clearly, but it's yet more than that. So there is there is that experience of connectedness that meaningful coincidence bring us, and one of the main purposes 
of the Coincidence Project is to encourage people like our listeners, like you and me, to tell each other coincidence stories, which is part of the reason I'm asking you to tell me one of your coincidence stories, Robert. It's part of what we do is ask people their coincidence stories, and sometimes we get them, and as in this case with you, we don't, but there are probably ones back in your mind more than just a word on a page uh, being mirrored in, um, a, 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 in a, on the TV because we, there's all kinds of mirroring going on between our minds and, the, and what's going on in our environment. But we have mirror neurons as reflections uh, of not only other people's experiences, but I think also to tell us that we reflect other things back in our environment, which inflect, reflects back to us. So those are the two main ideas of the Coincidence Project. We have a board of 10 people who are coincidence ambassadors who are trying to be able to encourage people to tell each other stories. I'm most interested in doing research to get the Coincidence Research Project going. We're looking for donors that can help fund uh, the people who are working for us in the Coincidence Project. Currently, I am the main funder of what's going on. I'd like to maybe not do that so much anymore and have some help from someplace else, especially from those who believe that there's something important here. Uh, and I, 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 can, I believe there is something important to show us not only that we are all connected, but to show us how we are connected. How are we connected? That's what I am using coincidences to help people see that we are connected in a vibrating way that changes, that alternates, that uh, fluctuates uh, with time and emotion. Uh, but it's there. When it's a live, it's a live web that we are all part of. Absolutely. And as it is, I am able to tell you a story. <laughs> Coincidence. Because you were talking about connecting with people. Um, I have, there's, I, I walk in, uh, I have a neighborhood, a uh, closed, uh, gated neighborhood where I walk every morning. And there's um, one gentleman that I talk to probably three or four times a week when, when, I, um, when I walk. And uh, I went for a probably two weeks without seeing him. And um, it was just very odd. I, you know, I mean, I just know him to say hi and to talk, but not to call him up and say, hey, you know, are you okay? Or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, and I was just starting to get concerned because during one of the walks he told me that he had to go to the hospital and had all, all this kind of stuff going on. And so anyway, I was just, it was in my mind, I was, hadn't seen him. I was thinking, oh, I hope he's okay. Um, then, uh, again, it was two weeks later, I'm in the grocery store and I literally almost run into him in the grocery store. Our shopping, shopping cart just about bumped. <laughs> And it was like, you know, I, I was shocked. You know, and he was shocked too. And, uh, so, but I have a number now. <laughs> I get concerned, um, about it. But, but that was something that was, you know, again, when falls into that coincidence, but, um, um, that was, that was probably just about a month ago. Just if I can summarize it and you correct me, please. Uh, here's a guy that you saw pretty regularly who somehow disappeared. And you began thinking about him, so he became a thought in your mind. Where is he, you wondered. 
And then what? you smack right into him where you don't usually run into him, and that's the grocery store. Is that correct? That's correct. And I have – I mean, there were many um, variables um, that kind of had me in that particular grocery store at a time I'm not normally at. I have never run into – I've never run into him except for walking, <laughs> yeah, ever, outside of the, the community. So, yeah, so it was – and, yeah, and it was – I was thinking about him, and I was concerned, you know, and hoping that he was okay. Well, all these stories, like yours, have more details that one needs to find. And you, you mentioned uh, that you did something out of the ordinary in going to that grocery store. Is that correct? That's correct. The, the timing of my shopping there was different. I never – I usually go at a particular time, and, you know, and there were just, again, there were a whole lot of variables, you know, you know, as far as traffic and all that kind of thing that played into the timing of just at that particular moment, you know, him coming down one aisle and me almost literally running into him perpendicular aisle. So, um, and – I mean, it, to me, it was just one of those cases where I was like, wow, this is, you know, this, this was a surprise. So. Yeah, a surprise, and it was a low-probability event. Yep, very low. <laughs> I would put it in a very low probability. You know, as far as, okay. again, the timing. Mean, mm -hmm. and, and what did it – and so we can talk about what it meant to you personally, and we can talk about explanation. So what did it mean to you yeah. personally? Well, personally, I was glad that he was not in the hospital or not, not feeling ill. Um, you know, so that was that was, that was my my main um, the main I got a sense of relief that that he was okay. You know, that you know, not seeing him in the walker, that that was it. So you you had a question as I mentioned uh, earlier. You had a question, mm -hmm. and it got answered. I did. Is I he, did. Is he okay? It got answered in an unexpected way. Very. <laughs> it was very huh? Well, that's, a, that's what, what I'm trying to suggest, that as low probability as that is, that's a not uncommon kind of coincidence. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I kind of take notice of it, and... Um, um, but, but when you were talking about, you know, the, the part of the project as far as, you know, illuminating that, that, that current, um, to me that, to me there was that current, you know, just the, the thought pattern that I had. And, and, you know, we really didn't talk about him, you know, not running into me because I was just more concerned about that. It was kind of a one-sided conversation. Well, you, you were, have shown that you are connected to this person. Yes. Now, you're, you're asking a very important question. What was it like for him to run into you? And it's so important when there are two people involved with a coincidence is to get both sides of the story. Yeah. Yeah, next time I see him on my walk, I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> Please do. Please do. <laughs> And, and one more thing, um, the, you did something out of the ordinary, 
which mm -hmm. is uh, an analog of what I mean by a stressful life event, which is getting you out of your usual routine. Traffic slowed mm -hmm. you down, which changed things mm -hmm. also for you. So the structure mm -hmm. of your usual day was changed by you and by the traffic. So the structure change increases the likelihood of a coincidence. And then you did something out of the ordinary, which is, again, a structural change in your life. And those structural changes, plus your emotion about this fellow, uh, your concern mm -hmm. for him, and your need to know what happened to him, uh, all contributed to your being able to run into him and to demonstrate to you and maybe to him of the the hidden currents that mm -hmm. connect and unite you and him. Right, right, exactly, yeah. And that, that stuff you said, you know, about the thinking about someone who's going to call and they call or, or you know, that, that kind of uh, correspondence. But, whoa, Bernie, this has been a wonderful conversation, as was the last one, so I really want to thank you for your time today. Robert, I, I really enjoyed talking with you, and I'm so glad you came up with this beautiful coincidence for us to discuss. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, and they have, you know, after I hang up, I'm going to put a little folder on my phone and title it coincidences to start keeping track of them so that, uh, yeah, because that's. And I encourage your listeners, our listeners, to do the same thing. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your time, and, and I appreciate following you on um, social media and, and reading all of the, the articles that you have and, and also listening to your podcast on your website. So um, I appreciate that. And I appreciate your listening to me and reading this stuff. So thanks very much, Robert. A mutual admiration society. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that's, we should all have that. <laughs> So, thank you, Bernie, and I'm sure we'll talk again. Hopefully, it'll be sooner than six years, but um, yeah. I'm sure we will. Thank you. Okay, you, have, you have a good day. Thank you. Again, everyone, today, my very special guest has been Dr. Bernard Feitman, MD. We've been talking about his new book, Meaningful Coincidences, How and Why Synchronicity and Serendipity Happen. Um, again, for more information, you can visit his website, which is coincider.com, and that's C-O-I-N-C-I-D-E-R.com. And everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Our Show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth Show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, Tune in, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit ByteRadio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.